0: Episode 18, here we are today with a Sarnia Sting alumni, an OHL champion, a fucking legendary award of Memorial Cup Most Outstanding Goalie, current goalie for the Toledo Walleyes, happened to play a game in the NHL for the Detroit Weddings, thanks for coming, uh, Caden Fulcher. Here we are, buddy. Yeah, I mean, you keep talking like that, I don't think I'll be able to get out my apartment door tomorrow morning at <laughs> this side of the back, but, uh oh man um no oh, super super pumped um I do I do owe uh you some gratitude uh I've told you this story but uh I think our listeners to hear need to hear it too I was I was working for the Brock team and there is your Toledo walleye scout was in the stands and I'm like oh fuck that's the same logo as Fulch and I walk over I'm like oh um do you know Kaden Fulcher and then I, the scout's like oh yeah he's our goalie I'm like oh here's my in i uh yeah i trained him i just told, i just stood on the ice and said good job false yeah uh <laughs> i trained him for two years and then anyways you go back and forth i get his card and but man if i didn't train you not a chance in hell would i have gone over and introduce myself to him but i know i've told <laughs> you that story but i uh, gotta yeah. get it out there
1: yeah i mean Eddie's a great guy uh He's, uh, you know, we go back and forth when he comes down to the room after. I mean, I think it's just a turf fest, twenty four seven, and uh, catching up about uh, my old teammate in Brock, uh, Connor Walters. So, you know, he's a great guy. Uh, you know, I'm sorry that you had to meet him. That's for sure. I mean, he's uh, not the most pleasant of guys, but uh, yeah, and way deep down, he's uh, he's a good guy.
0: Yeah, no, oh, for sure. Wally's awesome. Um, let's let's just get right into it. Um, let's let's begin your your kind of ohl career explain to me how the fuck you went in the 13th round i i truly don't understand that one
1: uh i mean uh right now i'm all uh, i'm all uh, i'm all limbs i
0: mean i uh sprouted up i think going into
1: that draft i was probably five eleven and a half i don't even think i reached the uh the six foot mark and then uh you know i probably shouldn't even got drafted to be honest really i think uh I think just going to the local team like a late round was just kind of like, you know throw it there at the board like local kit feel good story so, <laughs> Feel good
0: you know, we'll take the feel
1: good story yeah <laughs> i'll take the feel good story i mean obviously <laughs> i was pretty pumped and psyched up but uh you know i was pretty raw back then so uh
0: yeah there's a lot of work that had to go into it and uh, i got
1: lucky and uh, grew a bunch and then i kind of played into my size
0: did you i know why I knew you were a pretty smart guy. I I assumed. I think David told me that like NCAA was an option. Do you was were you talking to teams at that point, or was that just like more until later later on at all?
1: Um, I think more of that stuff started coming uh, once I ended up going down to the hill there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think um, honestly, at that point, you know, there wasn't really much of a plan for me and playing hockey. You know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it or where I was even going to go. You know coming out as a 13th rounder so i think that the uh, year at the hill really did
0: me some good so yeah speaking of the hill why did you why did you elect to go to the hill over you know playing junior or playing around local where you're from
1: i think just uh you know especially being drafted so late to the ohl um i did have an agent at that time and he said you know like playing uh junior b is probably not going to be your best option because it's looking like the ohl isn't going to be a good chance for you to make it there so i kind of started going around and uh seeing what my options were and the hell really stuck out for me anyways you know they played me a bunch there you know such a great group of guys Levin, with them uh, you know just some days are like this is what it's all my buddies is some days are like the, the you know the most fun you could ever have in a day, and then the next day was just completely miserable and with like the same eight guys in one room so yep. it was a good time it helped me out a lot for uh, for hockey that's for sure and uh even up until i signed in the OHL, there was some ncaa interest which was nice as
0: a secondary option how was uh moving away and being that far from the home from your home for the first time
1: um it was definitely really hard at first i mean uh was a bit of a tough place that the boys are hooked up at there. yeah
0: I, i've seen i've place. seen pictures yeah.
1: cedar cedar glen so i mean you can imagine the kind of the kind of stuff that went down there with 16 guys living in the same place couple a couple of wrestling matches and the like but uh yeah i mean uh that definitely didn't make it any easier but uh <laughs> you know i got to it pretty quick but uh i mean like even now i'm sitting here missing home and wishing i could be there on the on this holiday so it never gets any easier
0: ah uh, yeah it's it's like when you're in the moment it's like you're like oh this is great i mean you kind of take advantage of it almost and then you look back at it a couple of years later and you're just like fuck man those are some good times
1: yeah oh yeah i mean you can never replace the time with the boys so i mean <laughs> i was lucky to have so, a couple good uh, couple good memories back there and uh I think uh, even now it's tough going home and your mom's on your case to pick up your dirty underwear
0: that you have to just leave there in your own place for <laughs> another two weeks. So. I just closed my but door. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, yeah, just close the door. Just close the door. She won't even know it's the there. Bed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so you finish your first year at the Hill. You Well, according to Elite Prospects, you did you start the, another year at the Hill before joining the, the Sting or what was that?
1: Um, I was about to go back to the hill, and then I ended up going to the main camp with Sarnia just before I came back, and they ended up offering me a contract and to be the backup um, for the year. So I uh, was set up to go to the hill, but I ended up signing with Sarnia. Do you never actually play a the game? Hill. No.
0: No. All right. Yeah. Not a bad, not a bad plan. All right. Go to the hill. Yeah. Tear it up again. Oh wait. I'll just, I'll just go be a backup in the O and just fucking live the dream
1: yeah oh yeah it was uh it was living the dream
0: that's what so so you uh you start off with the sarnia sting clearly they made the mistake and they thought uh charlie graham was going to be better off than you and they shipped you out to hamilton what was i remember you telling me briefly that you you were playing in sarnia and you're like you're playing you a shit ton and then you're like something's happening right something something's gonna go down whatever but just tell us what being traded for the first time in our li- in your life. And I mean, we, I personally have never been traded, so I don't know what that's like. Just kind of break that down for us. Did you see it coming? Anything like that?
1: I mean, I honestly didn't know that there was other people in the league that knew who I was. <laughs> I, I, was I was pretty shocked, to be honest. Um, um, I mean, I don't think – I think season started in October for the OHL, and then uh, I don't think I played a game till the week before the trade deadline. I uh, ended up breaking my finger in warmups before my first start there. So that set me back like a month and then I got back and uh, they just kind of ran with the other guys. So um, it was probably about a week before the trade deadline. And I mean, they threw me out there three times against a couple pretty good teams. I think I ended up playing Flint, Windsor, in London. And I think I went 2-0 and 1. And I was feeling pretty good. And then the call came on deadline day and they were saying, hey, do you want to go to Hamilton and uh, play over there? Because we want to trade you. And I was just absolutely stunned that anybody <laughs> even wanted me at that point. And I couldn't believe that I was just going to be playing three games in Sarnia before I was getting on the move.
0: But, uh, you know, it kind of worked out for the better so you didn't really have a choice it was kind of like we're we're sending you to Hamilton pack your shit and move yeah I was
1: kind of just like uh hey like we're gonna be trading you, and if you don't want to go we'll just send you down to junior b and trade for a guy anyways so I was like yeah you know I'll go why not like <laughs> get me on out of here
0: get <laughs> some extra sticks for the way out and yep. call our day. yeah I think we can't get yeah. a couple extra getch and uh move on um did Hamilton
2: (laughs) give you like any indication that you're going to be their starter going down the road or you just kind of went over not knowing what your role was going to be
1: um I think the eventual plan was for me to be the starter
2: obviously I mean I think trading for a guy
1: you obviously always have big plans for him but uh every year I was there except for my last year there was uh you know they kept bringing in another goalie and kind of seeing which one of us would take it so uh it wasn't as clear cut and as easy as it probably might seem because I feel like there was like a lot of battle for that job. But, uh, I mean, I think eventually the trade worked out for him in the end.
0: So when you, when you joined Hamilton, there, there there's some couple names that you were playing with. You, you played with Matthew Strome, uh, Matt Luff your first year, and then, uh, Arthur Kaliev came in you played, of course, Wally. And, um, Connor McMichael, I think was in there your second year, but, did you, when you joined Hamilton, did you see, like, the success that could become? Or was it just, like, you saw an up and, like, a younger team and you're like, well, I mean, we'll see where we can go.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely that first year I think we got there and uh, I got there and, I mean, like, we were pretty awful. Like, there's no <laughs> the sugarcoat it. Like, I remember one game we were up 5-2 against Barry. It was, like, unbelievable. Like, Kevin LeBanc, uh Rasmus Anderson on the blue line, like Blackwood and Net, and we're up 5-2, and like we're like, oh, my God, like, we're finally going to win a game here against, like, a really good team. And I think they came out, scored, like, four in the third on me on just, like, five on threes, back doors. Like, it was absolutely ridiculous. Like, summer hockey.
0: It's like summer hockey goals. Like, you have no
1: chance. Yeah, it's it's like, I can look back at that game, and I'll never forget it, how I thought, like, you know, we're going all the way. We're going to finally win this one, and then... <laughs> just getting shelled in the third to lose. But yeah, I mean, we were a young team, especially that first year. And then uh, I think management did a really good job of uh, using the pieces that we already had and bringing in a couple of uh, finishing touches that final year to to make us a uh, OHL champion.
0: Oh, that's, uh, yeah, I, I saw this. You guys had great success. Um, one thing I do want to touch upon is uh, the fact that you're a fucking workhorse. Your first year you played with uh, uh, Hamilton, excuse me, 43 games. Second year, 55 games. I mean, um, yeah, we, we both know that you're in pretty good shape. But how, how in terms of playing so many games, what is it like on your mental psyche? Like, I mean, you're going into games thinking, well, I'm, I know I'm going to play, so I don't have to worry about that. But just kind of explain that to us. I think mentally
1: I love playing more games like that. I think my final year in hamilton i probably ended up with around 70 to 73 games just with playoffs and preseason and all that other stuff so i mean i love being the go-to guy i mean there's nothing better than you know kind of being able to to run a team and kind of backbone a team especially to a championship so that's really a big part of my game that's what i like doing for sure and i think uh mentally it's great for you but physically i mean you're you're pretty run through the mud. I remember out at Men Cup there, I was probably taking seven or eight Advil a day just to get in that at the end of the day and get him between the pipes. My hips are pretty bad and banged up, and uh, I'm sure that's kind of where the injury kind of came from. But uh, you know, it's uh, it's part of being a goalie, and uh, you know, you got guys who have played 15 years in the NHL and have managed it. So it's
0: just about taking care of your body. Uh, when I saw the 55 games, I had to look up how many the backup played. And I'm like – because I, I don't know. I don't play in the OHL. I don't know how many games they play. But, like, I played 17 games. You were literally playing almost every single game. I'm sure just, like, going in, like, every day, just, like, practice was a breeze. You're like, ah, oh, we got three this weekend. I'll be playing all of them. I'm like, yeah, just enjoy the pine, buddy. But, no, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty sick. It's pretty sick. Yeah, me and him, we
1: got a pretty good relationship. Yeah. Uh... Me and Donald, he was was a good guy. I mean, we're still really close to this day. So, uh, you know, he was a funny guy. I think he loved me playing that much, just as much as I did. I remember (laughs) going into the finals, I was pretty sick, and they were thinking about throwing him in. He was over there just absolutely crapping himself in the corner. He didn't really (laughs) want to (laughs) go in there and face that in game seven after riding the bench for a couple months. But, I mean, he was always a great teammate. And, I mean, he was uh, probably a big part of my success as well.
0: No, that's, that's a really good point because, I mean, like, growing up, right, you want your team to win, but you want to win 7-6. So, the other guy looks like he got the win, but, I mean, you're starting the next game, right? So, it's it's pretty yeah. cool when you can find a second goalie partner that's, you know, he's very supportive of you. He's kind of there for you, but, like, he's not, like, on your toes kind of thing, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was really nice. You know, he, he kind of knew it was my net, and, you know, he really supported me with that. So, I think that made it a lot easier.
0: Yeah, yeah, no one likes playing with a dick, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that twenty seventeen year, you were NHL draft eligible. Uh, it was a surprise that you you didn't get selected. Was that did you go into the year were you seeing scouts? Just kind of explain that whole process in terms of not being drafted.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously I took it pretty hard. Um, I knew probably before the draft, just the way things were going with teams that it was looking like I probably wasn't going to get drafted. Um, I mean, it's hard talking to like a lot of NHL teams throughout the year and having a pretty decent year. And then I think, uh, down the stretch, I didn't play too much that year. We traded for an older guy to go on a run. So uh, that was tough sitting on the bench for that, kind of knowing the way the draft was going to fall out because of that. But, uh, you know, I think after that, it really made me take a step back and kind of reevaluate, you know, my whole career and what I needed to do and how I could get better mentally with handling the game as well. So I think, you know, not getting drafted was probably the best thing to happen for me. And obviously, it uh, translated over in the next season.
0: Ah, oh, that's very humble of you, Paul. It's very humble of you. Um, so when uh, when did Detroit come into the picture?
1: Um, I think they were, I want to say they were my only offer post-draft day. Um, my agent at the time called me and said, hey, you got a, an offer for, for mini camp, uh, development camp, and main camp on the table from Detroit you Know it's your only option. Like, are you gonna take it or just not go? And I was like, Well, obviously, I'm gonna take it. I mean, <laughs> what am I? What I? the I'm fuck? Gonna, what else do I do? <laughs> on Jack Edmonds' birthday on uh, June 30th, there, whatever it is, I got to go to this thing. So, uh, I ended up going, and uh, you know, I guess I turned enough heads, many camp and development cave, the main camp, that uh, they offered me a contract. So
0: did they were did you didn't say anything from the draft right did they talk to you thinking like maybe we'll take you in the 5th or 6th round or did they just literally come out of nowhere and say come to our camp
1: yeah it's pretty funny how it happens i i mean like i talked to i'd say well over half nhl teams that year at some point and detroit wasn't one of them at all so it was like i had no idea like how that happened but you know i'm, uh, I'm pretty thankful for it every day or obviously i do not be sitting here
0: alone on Thanksgiving talking to him. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, just because we're both, uh, we aren't nearly as much skilled as you are in terms of your left foot, but just tell us that kind of the discussions you had with the NHL team, like in terms of the progression, right. Did they see like, Oh, we're going to have a plan for you. Like you're going to start out in Toledo and then we'll see where you're going from there. Or how did those conversations go? Was it just more between your agent and the team?
1: Uh Oh, I mean, most of it's between you and the, the general manager at Exit Interviews. Um, so, I mean, obviously, I, the, uh, they said, you know what, but when we signed you, we didn't like, see you as more of a, we saw you as more of a depth guy, like maybe a guy that can pan out to be an NHL starter. But after that last year in Hamilton, they said, you know what, like you can be something here. Um, you know, you're going to have to work your way up, like you've done your whole career, obviously, and start in the East Coast, and then we'll bring you up depending on what happens down there. So right now, it's just about trying to find my game in the East Coast League and uh, do well enough there. And uh, I feel like I've been putting in good enough work this summer that uh, I should be able to make a case for Grand Rapids or at least go back down to Toledo and Dominic.
0: Ah, oh, it's 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 pretty cool. No, I've been, I've been cheering you on from uh, from the sidelines, but no, it's awesome to hear Fulch. Um, So just to explain what was, the difference in terms of the lifestyle, like from jumping from the O to the ECHL?
1: Um, I think, uh, you know, a lot of it for me was the locker room. I mean, you're not, uh, you know, you don't have a bunch of dumb (laughs) 20-year-old, 18-year-old kids in one room anymore. You know, you got guys in there that uh, their kids are closer in age to me (laughs) than they are. So, I mean, it was definitely a bit of a shell shock there and uh, kind of figuring out, you know, just – just like the locker room kind of mechanics obviously and interacting with those kind of guys and their kids and stuff like that but uh, you know i've always thought of myself as a people person so i caught on that pretty quick but uh yeah i mean not a, not a hard guy uh, to talk to no no that's what uh, we like to say that's what saves me with the so like, ladies <laughs> all i got going. but uh yeah i mean i think uh, you know you have a lot of time in pro and uh a lot more time than we ever had in juniors. I think away from the rink, which is nice. But, but uh, you know, you got to find stuff to keep busy, kinda, and you got to make sure you're taking your body because uh, taking care of your body because pro is a lot, uh, a lot more harder on your body than junior everyone's, That's for sure.
0: Your uh, so your goalie partner in Toledo is a bit of a uh, Toledo veteran. He's a little bit older. He's got 33. Um, how what was kind of being a goalie partner with him I think his name is Pat Nagel I'm definitely butchering yeah. that but it's uh I mean he's been around for a while has he been helping you at all or what's kind of the relationship in that like
1: yeah yeah I mean uh I'm sure that first year I was probably like his kid brother I mean uh, there were some nights we'd go out after games or I thought I was the one that was 33 and he was the one that was uh, 20 at the time so uh, you know he's a fun guy he's uh He's been around a lot, and uh, I think I learned a lot about just how like how to handle being a pro and when needs to be done, and, you know, you can still go out and have your fun, but, uh, you know, there's always a time and place for it. So, I mean, he's been around, and I'm sure he's seen it all, to be honest. There probably isn't much that guy hasn't seen, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just the way he's able to still be a pro is uh, it's pretty great to, great to see and learn from.
0: So, so Gilly was able to give us a couple of wild stories of out in Sweden. Um, do you have any ones that come to mind when uh, out living in Toledo, Ohio? Uh, yeah, there's, Put you a couple, on the
1: spot. there's a couple of good ones. I don't know. I don't know how much
0: I can share. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, PG thirteen <laughs> is that possible? To slightly uh, keep keep some some facts off the table.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, I think probably the one that sticks out with me was like the first night I went down to the coast, uh, like camp hadn't started yet, we had a couple days, so happened to be on a Saturday. Oh, that's so, you know, oh, the beginning. The beginning do of the end. Saturdays. <laughs> and so, uh, I mean, we all went out to the bar and we were in the Uber back and my one room we were probably like downtown Toledo, which is probably not the best place to be at. And... Uh, um <laughs> we ended up going out uh and stopping the uber because he had to puke and one of the other guys just so drunk he takes gets out of the uber and he just takes off and just starts <laughs> running <And> So <laughs> I mean, we had no idea where this guy went like what happened we were out there in the uber for 45 minutes trying to find him no idea where he went and i guess he woke up in, in an abandoned bus in a park somewhere downtown. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> naked butt naked Ambulance picked him up and we had a nice first meeting in uh, Toledo on the uh,
0: first day about uh, maybe being a bit smarter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, did he ever explain anything in the future as to what made him run off? Or does he, uh, he not remember that night? There's, there's, uh, <laughs> it's just
1: one of those outrageous nights where <laughs> he said something and he thought, Thought he got drugged and then he went to the hospital and they took the drug test and he was completely free.
2: So
1: <laughs> <laughs> one of those ones where the guy didn't win at all that night. So
0: oh. it's a good story. Oh man. Let's uh that's a pretty good story, but I think we should probably jump to, I don't know, calling it one of the best days of your life, but uh, April 6th, 2019, you get uh, you jump in for your NHL debut. Just can you please share? what that day and what the days leading up to that was like for my, I, I never played that level. So obviously, and I was want to hear this. I need to hear this.
1: I think uh, just going up there and like even being up there and practicing up there and even training down here at this point, it's just like, you know, you're around some of the best hockey players in the world and every day, like you got to push yourself to make sure that they're not scoring on you. And that, you know, you're proving that you belong up here too. And, uh, I think just how much fun I had at the rink that whole time was, like, incredible. I mean, I could have stayed at that rink all day. They got the chef there that makes you your breakfast in the morning, and then I'd eat lunch there after that the chef would make, and then I'd take it to go box so I didn't even have to cook for dinner. So (laughs) that was, like,
0: just the way you're treated up there
1: and, you know, the guys that are up there and how everybody just – all they want to do is win, and that's all that's important, whether it's a one-on-one battle in practice or the Stanley Cup everybody wants to win up there and uh you know it was uh unbelievable that my family so close and got to get over and uh
0: witness the the game and uh, the other games i backed up so so did you did they ever say like there's a chance you're gonna go in or was this kind of like like just kind of get you new to the experience and like kind of like the the intensity that was the nhl
1: um I think there were a couple there was talks about possibly maybe getting a game up there like starting one so that was pretty cool to hear um when I was up Jimmy Howard was on an absolute tear I mean this guy was unbelievable I like the goalie coach even said to me a couple times after the game he's like how he's standing on his head out there like we almost put you in three different times and then he made like this unbelievable save so like just being able to be up there and watch and put on that kind of performance every day with, you know, you know, I think we had probably half the H L lineup in from injuries when I was up there. And I mean, we still were winning and it was just such a good time to be up
0: there and it's just a kind of fun to be at the ring. Do you, uh, you ever have like an oh shit moment? Like I'm in the NHL right now or? <laughs> I mean, I
1: think they scored that fifth goal on Howie and you know, Balzma looked or uh, not Balzma, but uh, he looked down the bench at me and he said, Hey, Balch, you're you're going in and you know, all the boys were we're down five one the last game of the year, and all the boys were like smiling for me on the bench. I'm trying not to crack a smile as we're down five one. We escaped. yeah. I was skating in the net and you know, I crossed that red line and my legs just about buckled on me. I was like, holy <laughs> shit.
0: Could you like, imagine if you fell, fell over the blue line in oh, your NHL just debut? Like,
1: just like, make it to the crease, man. <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's a couple good-looking girls in the stands. We don't want to be looking, <laughs> you know, like it's the first time out
0: here. Like, come
1: on, pull it together.
0: Yeah, it was good, though. After, after you made that first save, did you feel a little more confident? Did you relax or were you just on edge yeah, the entire yeah, 20 minutes
1: yeah. I mean I was definitely a lot more jittery than I, than I would have been in that you know I can still tell you the two goals that went in, <laughs> in exact detail and how I should have had them to this day and I'll probably never forget that but uh I made my first save and crowd lit out a big old cheer and we we're down 5-1 and I was just <laughs> laughing in that I just you know it was just nice to do that it's uh you know it was everything I ever dreamed of so
0: so did they, did the wings give you that Jersey or did they give you anything for coming up and just like your first experience or was it just like, well, uh, thanks no. for coming, go back to Toledo.
1: Yeah, yeah, just, uh, you know, it was make a wish week for Fulci, <laughs> thanks for coming. Buddy. But, uh, um, no, I uh, I asked for the Jersey, but I think because they're being jerseys are real, uh, real strict about something like that. Yeah. But you know, I have all the gear from it still uh i'm sure i probably stole my name plate like name on the <laughs> locker room in there too and mom's gonna scrapbook that in five years and yeah they gave me a nice plaque about what the game sheets that was nice about the the,
0: the, game the janitors trying to clean this stall and everything in your stall is completely gone this thing i go the fuck is all my shit The guy took everything yeah. but oh man man i w- if i was there i would have taken everything like water bottles, oh, yeah. pucks, like.
2: Jack I would have disassembled the locker and brought it home with
0: A hundred percent, yeah.
1: One piece at a time, Johnny Cash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so that following year, the 2019-2020 season, I mean, it did not go the way you'd wanted it to. You you played five games, I believe, and uh, you had an injury. What uh, kind of, just explain what that year was like.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, it was probably the hardest year I've ever had, to be honest, in hockey, which is hard to believe because I was pretty positive throughout it all. Um, I ended up tearing my groin in in my first start in the East Coast League. Um, So that put me off for probably a month, month and a half. And then um, I was still having troubles with my left leg. And, like, you know, uh, I couldn't even get it down to a stance. Some days I couldn't even go down um so you know i got on some anti-inflammatories kind of pushed through it thought it was just like soreness um thought i was like being a bit of a wimp that you know i should have been able to play um came back i think i lost that game back four or five to two and then they ended up uh getting a goalie down from the ahl so it was a healthy scratch next weekend so i was like you know what I'm still playing on a bad leg. Let's just go in for an MRI and see if there's anything. If there's not, then I can finally just be like, yeah, you know what? Like, you're being a lamp. Like,
0: just get over it. Yeah, so, you're a big softy. Yeah, that was, yeah, was hard. I mean, <laughs> I
1: always I always like pushing and playing through everything. I mean, I played a couple times in Hamilton when I was pretty much on one leg and they had my left groin wrapped up so I could just go down and I'd be on the ground half the game for more than I'd be in my stance. But, uh, yeah i mean i thought it was it wasn't as serious as it was uh it ended up being a growth on my hip socket and it ended up shaving away my labrum so um i guess there was a lot more going on in there than i thought anyways but uh it was good to get it finally taken care of
0: no that's man i can only imagine how tough that was on you mentally you know wanting to jump back and Plus in the ECHL, like all the movement and everything, right? Like you're seeing the guys take your starts and you're just like, fuck, like I want to be there, but I, I physically can't, yeah. like I can't go down. So it's, it was truly battling and testing you. Eh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was definitely hard, especially, you know, the guys who go out on road trips, and I'd just be sitting back at home doing rehab or my mom had to move down with me because I couldn't leave bed for two weeks after the surgery. So I mean, it was, there was a lot of sacrifices by a lot of different people, but, uh, you know, I was lucky I had a really good support staff, uh, you know, around me my rehab guys and obviously my family and, uh, my buddies to pick me back up, so.
2: Like, how long did it take you to, like, be able to get back on the ice or are you even out back on the ice at this point?
1: Um, I'm back out on the ice fully. Everything's cleared up and I had the surgery in February, so, um, you know, uh, I think COVID shut everything down right when I was about to get back on the ice. So Of course. I taking, <laughs> yeah. Close well, your so luck. That <laughs> was, was pretty frustrating, but it ended up moving all my stuff back a couple months, and then I just ended up going with kind of an accelerated rehab um, on the ice kind of program. So I got back pretty quick. So, yeah.
2: Uh, like, do you think it was almost like, beneficial in the fact that like everything got shut down so you couldn't like push yourself to get back in possibly too early?
1: Yeah I think honestly it was probably the best case scenario for me I think even all the gyms closed down like there was no way I was gonna be able to work out and, you know cause a stress fracture in there or anything so I think as far as the summer goes most of it was spent doing rehab which felt like nothing to me since I'm used to working out all the time. So. Felt like I had a really laid-back summer, and then with the season getting pushed back, I was able to come down here and start training in Detroit with uh, you know, a bunch of the guys here, and I think it's uh, probably been the best case scenario that I ever could ask for.
2: Yeah, I know how hard it is to like sit out until you're all the way back ready to go. Like Jack saw me last year, I kept killing myself to the point where like I couldn't even walk up the stairs; I'd have to crawl up. Oh, it was a yeah. sight oh it's my crazy. god
0: looking back at it now i probably should have been a little bit nicer but <laughs> my roommate and i were betting how long it would take him to get up the stairs we uh no he was definitely battling i did help i wasn't a total asshole but i uh, a couple times i did laugh but no i mean it's i can only imagine how tough that was for you but i mean your new season's coming right december 11th i think i read online is kind of the expected uh, resulting day. I'm sure it's going to change with even the NHL pushing back. But what's kind of your feeling or your goals for this upcoming season?
1: Um, I think uh, definitely my first goal is that I want to be in the AHL this year. You know, I feel that my game's there. I feel like you know I put on 15 pounds just working out for a month. Now. I feel like my body's ready. I feel like mentally in the best state that you know, I've ever been into my career. So, you know, I'm ready to push for a, a job in the, the AHL and then uh, we'll see what happens.
0: So are you telling me you're even faster than the last time I saw you? Am I, is that what oh, I'm yeah. hearing? Yeah.
1: Fuck. I got these speedy new, uh, speedy new white, all white
0: cleats. Oh you know, my gosh. Like Better off. Fancy. <laughs> I, I Fancy. T- I remember, man, probably the third time meeting you. I think it was you, me and Pesh who were training the group. And then Dave tells me, he's like, oh, like, you're going to be putting with the the OHL goalie. I was like, oh, exciting. And so I see you in that, and I'm like, I'd say I'm fast. And then I see you, and you're fucking whizzing through the crease. I'm like, awesome. All right. I might be the fastest guy in my group anymore. I know Pesh will like that. But um, I just remember seeing you and your fucking speed. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm like, here. This guy is, like, way the fuck up here. So I got to somehow manage that. But – no, the I remember the hell down here. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but yeah, no, I remember how fast you were and it was like, Jesus, man. I I couldn't I couldn't catch up. Like it wasn't a thing. Not even possible.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of my games, definitely my quickness. I mean, uh, there's probably a lot of guys my size and even probably a couple inches shorter than me that you know take up the net better and play the angles better. But I feel like just like my athleticism is my that's what uh, has really been uh, helping me out here the past couple of weeks down here with the, the NHL boys so I think I'm just gonna keep using it
0: so uh, we'll jump to the final segment the uh, personal questions segment um first oh. one I got for you Fulch. it's uh who's your NHL comparable oh uh
1: I gotta say Tuka rask. rask you know like all the clips that uh, they got me watching are the ras clips and they say we play pretty similar we're both Paul lanky birds, so
0: uh, <laughs> you know, it
1: definitely helps.
0: What's um? You can't say your NHL game, but what's your favorite hockey experience?
1: I think just the Memorial Cup. That was such a good time. I mean, you're up there, waiting before the game, and you got the cameraman shoving this big old camera right in your face. You're trying not to laugh. <laughs> and you're throwing out a wink because you told twenty different girls that you're going <laughs> to wink for him before the game. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> was, uh, and that one's for was
1: you. <laughs> that one's for you, and you and you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. Uh, it was good. It was so much fun, man. I mean, just being right there and so close to winning
2: it all. It was a good time. What's uh? Okay, oh, Before before we move on to the next question, I think this is the only time I've ever seen this. So, you managed to win, like goalie of the tournament, and not be on the all-star team.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I remember my mom was telling me that, and she was just like, "Oh, like that's just your luck." And I'm like, "You know what? Like, I, don't even, I don't even know what to. I don't even know what to say. Just like, whatever. Like, hand me another beer."
0: <laughs> oh man. Oh fuck. That's yeah. That makes no sense. Um, your favorite hockey arena to ever played. Oh man. Um.
1: Oh sure. I think uh, I really like Niagara just because every time they'd score, GG Cal would pop up on the on the big video screen and say another one. <laughs> every time. So I was That's like good. I was trying to like make sure I wasn't letting too many in that we'd lose, but I was letting it enough so that
0: he could I could hear him say another one a couple <laughs> more times. Oh no, my angle's off and you're just heads bobbing up to the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um what's uh so when you're not when you're not on the ice what are you doing during your free time
1: um i usually have my dog so whenever i have my dog with me obviously taking care of hands a full-time chore but, are you a proud so, dog dad so, i'm a proud dog dad, <laughs> oh my I god and i'm not <laughs> i'm not against
0: using that line with <laughs> i
1: get greasy with it i'll agree. Uh, it i no. bet
0: i bet um yeah. who uh Who's your favorite demon to play behind? Or your most comfortable, oh, I could say.
1: Most comfortable. That's a tough one. That is... You don't have to say
0: Wally. Wally doesn't listen, so it's fine. That's perfect. I was not going to say Wally because
1: that's a big body to try and look around, see a shot. Um, I really like playing behind uh, Riley Stillman in Hamilton. He was always a good shutdown guy and always picking up guys around the front of the net. So uh, I got to say Still.
0: Is is there ever a team that you wish you'd played for growing up or even when you're playing in the O, Or A, whatever.
1: I don't know. I think probably if, you know, I think the Wheeling Nailers is a pretty legit name for an (laughs) East Coast League team. I I don't know how much I'd want to be living in Wheeling, West Virginia, but, uh, I mean, it's a pretty good logo and pretty good name, so. Yeah,
0: that's, we, we've heard multiple stories about that one. um Last question: <laughs> Is there ever is there a guest that you think would be great for our podcast?
1: A guest? Oh man, I think Pash. I think me Pash? and Pash should be unbelievable together. But All right.
0: I'll uh, ask around for a couple of my guys and see if they want to do something. I can you believe I'm his coach? <laughs> <laughs> we go back.
1: back we got we got history together
0: jack yeah yeah we do we do um folks thank you so much for coming on uh thank you for dealing with our technical difficulties and uh spending an hour with us today man
1: hey man love to you again pleasure to be on uh, on the show here and uh, have a good rest of the
0: thanksgiving your boys yeah you too folks you too perfect thanks see you fellas